Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here, host of the show on this Wednesday, another hump day, 14th of December, 2022. And you might be able to hear in the background, uh, it is absolutely pelting down. Supposedly, we are in summer, but right now it is about 11 degrees and rain is pelting down vertically. Not a breath of wind, but uh, so much for summer, it feels more like winter. However, uh, I digress. Hope wherever you happen to be in the world, you're enjoying a fabulous week. And hopefully, the weather is a little bit better where you are than where I am right now. But I'm warm inside and out of the rain. So in today's podcast, as we uh, as we get to the middle part or the apex of the week and start to look at the end of the week, which leaves us only one week until Christmas, I wanted to talk about failure. I wanted to talk about obstacles and I wanted to talk about challenges. And the topic of today's episode is going to be using challenges and obstacles as stepping stones. Now I'm going to relate a story around this and it's a very famous story but I want to relate this also back to sales because we've all heard if you've been in sales for a while you will well and truly hear this and that is sales is a numbers game and in order to win we must get used to losing of coming up short or in fact of failing. So the question I'm always asking I've asked myself this for many years as well and I used to do this every single day literally as a salesperson and I also did this as a sales leader. Why is it that many sales leaders and their teams seek to avoid failure? We don't want to reach out to that ideal prospect for fear of being rejected. We don't want to reach out to that senior executive in an organization for fear of being rejected. And sometimes we don't want to ask for what it is that we actually want within our business. And it could be a promotion, it could be an opportunity, it could be a pay rise for guess what? For the prospect of potentially being rejected or for the fear of being rejected. Now I can speak to this from personal experience because there's been a lot of situations in my career where I haven't actually asked the question and I've come to realize particularly in sales that people are not going to be interested, organizations are not going to be interested and certainly senior executives are not going to be interested in what you have to offer unless and until you actually ask. Now, this doesn't just apply to business, it also applies to our personal lives as well. And a personal example is my wife Shari and I, uh, we used to go to university together and we spent four years studying engineering together, but uh, we became pretty good friends. Uh, I would say really good friends over over the course of four years. But over that period of time, I did not ask her out. I waited until after the end of our four year degree before I asked her out. And one of the reasons was I was thinking, oh, what if she says no? How is it going to affect our friendship? How is it going to affect my ability to get the engineering degree done? Uh, and I was always thinking about the negative. So I never did it. And even when I actually, the day that I asked her out was the day that I was still absolutely shitting myself, excuse the French, uh, thinking that maybe maybe she might say no. But thankfully, she said yes. And if you've listened to the podcast, I recorded a podcast a few months ago about this. Uh, she actually, I, I invited her out. We are going to go for dinner. And then she said, oh, mum's cooking a lamb roast. So my first date with my wife uh, was at her place with her mum cooking a roast dinner with about 14 roasted vegetables. So, um, hey, it, w- it worked. And I had to put myself in a position to be 
reject it. I have to put myself in a position to quote unquote fail in order to succeed. And it's funny how our mind works sometimes, but I often sit down and think about well, what if I didn't make that phone call? What if I didn't make that approach? What would what would life be like right now? And the, and the same thing, think about what we're doing in a career, whether it be as a salesperson, as a sales leader, or what I do now in terms of uh, mentoring, coaching, facilitating. If I don't reach out to organizations, if I don't reach out to prospective customers or prospective clients, and at least make the offer, at least understand if there's a problem that I can solve, then nothing's going to change. It, it will be inevitable that you will, quote unquote, fail. And this is the thing. And in sales in particular, we've got to get used to the fact that, yes, it is a numbers game. Yes, we have to have some tenacity. Yes, we have to have some resilience. Yes, we have to be persistent. And yes, and yes, we have to be consistent with what we do. Because if we don't, if we don't do the things that are necessary to achieve success, then we'll never achieve success. But the thing is, a lot of people have been taught and a lot of people have been conditioned to uh, resist failure, to avoid failure, to avoid making mistakes. And I talk about this all the time. Unfortunately, there are many sales organizations out there and many sales leaders who have their teams walking around on, on eggshells, being very, very careful with what they're doing, uh, trying to avoid as much as they possibly can challenges, obstacles, failure. But it's the ones that actually can step forward who know who they are, what they stand for, and believe in what they've got to offer are the ones that ultimately will achieve success. And these guys know that in order to achieve that success, they have to embrace failure. They have to overcome uh, objections. They have to overcome obstacles. They have to deal with challenges. It is a fact of life. And no matter who you talk to, any successful person, whether it be in the public eye or in private, they will all say exactly the same thing. The success that they have earned was only earned through constant and repetitive action and the overcoming of obstacles and the dealing with challenges. And many of them, it's taken years and years and years for them to achieve it. So one of the things to think about today, is certainly as we approach towards uh, the Christmas break and also th start thinking about planning for 2023, is we've got to start to change our mindset around challenges and start thinking about these challenges and these obstacles as a platform as a stepping stone towards something greater, and especially in sales. So if you look back on the last year, and I'm going to record a podcast next week around the, the year in review and sitting down and thinking about what's worked and what hasn't worked. But as a precursor to that, just think about all the things you've done this year as a sales leader, but also if you're an individual sales person, just think about all the activities you've put in place this year and ask yourself the question, have you done absolutely everything that you could have done or in retrospect that you should have done or in fact, did you take it a little bit easy? Were you in second gear or third gear? Or did you have your foot to the floor the entire year knowing that you're going to have to deal with challenges and obstacles and rejection and all that sort of stuff, but you did it anyway knowing that the lessons learned through those difficult situations were going to be a platform for future growth. It may not necessarily have led to the ultimate outcome, but I guarantee those, those lessons would have actually propelled you forward a lot quicker they're not taking action, and dare I say it, they would have prepared you a lot quicker forward also than if you had have achieved success every step of the way because we tend to learn a lot more from our failures than we actually do, and this is really funny, than we actually do from our successes. So the point of this podcast today is to get ourselves thinking and starting to reflect on the year that's just been, but also start thinking about all the challenges and all the obstacles we have encountered this year and start thinking about and identifying the lessons in those obstacles. Now, in thinking about this particular episode, I was just uh, reflecting on the people that are in the public eye, but also people that I 
I'm aware of or I've known uh, who have experienced a level of failure, who've had to deal with uh, significant challenges, who have had to overcome adversity, overcome obstacles in order to achieve something. And really interestingly, uh, a lot of people don't necessarily share their challenges when they're going through it. They tend to go through it and obviously they surround themselves with great people to help them through it. But it's only when they get to the other side do they then share and reflect back on the stories and the experiences and use those as lessons to identify why it was that they continued, but also to give lessons to others and hopefully the stuff that they've gone through becomes a bit of a shortcut for others that actually can circumvent some of the challenges that they've found and hopefully uh, pass on those lessons so that they don't have to necessarily go through the same thing. Now, one of the stories I was reflecting on today and reading a little bit about was a lady by the name of Joanne Rowling, or better known as J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series of books. Now, J.K. Rowling's uh, background is very, very interesting. In fact, at the lowest part in her life, she was unemployed, she was a single mum, and she was terribly, terribly depressed to the point where she was actually contemplating suicide, and at the time, didn't see any way out of her predicament, and she had to rely on welfare. And in the in the lowest point, she began writing. In fact, the idea for the Harry Potter books came on a train journey from Manchester in England to King's Cross Station in London. And then she then proceeded, she spent four hours on the train thinking about, because she didn't have a pen and nothing to write on, so she thought, oh, well, I'll spend four hours thinking about it. And she, she used that time to come up with all the different characters and all the different plots that she wanted to put in place in terms of a book. And then she spent hours and hours and hours in nearby cafes plotting the story and writing. When she completed her first three chapters, she thought, right, I'm now going to send these to some publishers and to see if I can get this story published or at least get some feedback. Does this have merit? She sent it to 12 publishers and all 12 of them rejected it. And these publishers were very reputable publishers. So she's thinking to herself, well, I'm never going to get this done. She kept going though. And she approached the 13th publisher who just happened to take a chance on her as long as she changed her pen name from Joanne Rowling to J.K. Rowling. Now, interestingly, seven sequels later, 450 million copies sold, 78 languages and eight blockbuster movies, Harry Potter has become a global sensation, and through that, J.K. Rowling has become one of, if not the most, uh, successful authors of all time. Now, she's she's gone on to become a multimillionaire. She did become a billionaire, but through her philanthropy, dropped out of the billionaire status. But uh, what she's used is she's used failure, she's used challenges, and she's used obstacles as a stepping stone to achieve great things. Now, there's a number of lessons that have come out of this, but I wanted to read a little transcript that came from an interview she did on Goldcast, which was about uh, imagining better. And she was discussing how her epic failure had laid the groundwork for her to rebuild her life and to continue to pursue her true passion, which was writing. And this is what she was quoted as saying, I had failed on an epic scale. An exceptionally short-lived marriage had imploded and I was jobless, a lone parent, and as poor as it is possible to be in modern Britain without being homeless. The fears that my parents had had for me and that I had had for myself had both come to pass. And by every usual standard, I was the biggest failure that I knew. So why do I talk about the benefits of failure? Simply because failure meant a stripping away of the inessential. I stopped pretending to myself that I was anything other than what I was and began to direct all of my energy into finishing the only work that mattered 
to me. Had I really succeeded at anything else, I might never have found the determination to succeed in the one arena where I truly believed I belonged. And so rock bottom became the solid foundation on which I rebuilt my life. You might never fail on the scale that I did, but some failure in life is inevitable. It is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you fail by default. You will never truly know yourself or the strength of your relationships until both have been tested by adversity. Such knowledge is a true gift for all that it is painfully won and it has been worth more than any qualification I have ever earned. We do not need magic to transform our world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. We have the power to imagine better. Now that's just a snippet from a interview she did a few years ago in around uh, her life and what she learned through, I guess, the failures and the, and the challenges she's experienced. But there's a, three key lessons that I was really interested in looking at when it comes to J.K. Rowling, and it's equally applicable to us as well. Lesson number one. Now, what she talks about in this particular lesson is being more comfortable with what you write. And one of the challenges around this that she was confronting was things like, are they going to like it? And what if they don't like it? How can somebody leave such a mean comment? What she learned, though, was she had to identify the fact that she was writing because she wanted to write. She wrote because it was amusing for herself. It was totally for herself and never, and she's quoted as saying this, never in her wildest dreams did she expect this popularity. So the key lesson there is be comfortable with what you stand for. Be comfortable with who you are. And if you're pitching, if you're putting together proposals, be comfortable with the messaging you're putting forward. Make sure, though, that it's dealing with problems in the marketplace, but by all means, bring a certain level of uh, individuality to it and certainly integrity to it. So be very, very comfortable with who you are. Lesson number two is don't ever underestimate the value of your imagination. One of the things that J.K. Rowling did discover through the failure was the failure challenges the the imagination, and we have to actually get creative. When things are going against us, when things are seemingly bad, when obstacles are placed in our way, that's when we have to get creative and never ever underestimate the value of our imagination. So as a man thinketh, and the book that I referred to last week, is a man thinketh, so is he. So start thinking about and tapping into our imagination because some amazing things can start to happen and through that imagination it should give us the impetus to take the next step and the third lesson is failures free us from the burden of our expectations and in her own words jk rowling talks about how failure gave her a clear perspective on what she was and most importantly what she wasn't it freed her to struggle and succeed in one arena where she knew she was meant to be and she was quoted as saying i was set free because my greatest fear had been realized and I still had a daughter who I adored, and I had an old typewriter and a big idea. And so rock bottom became a solid foundation on which I rebuilt my life. So some great lessons there from J.K. Rowling. I reckon the lessons can be applied just about to anything, and particularly to sales and to sales leadership. Because one of the things we need to be really conscious of is every single successful person on the planet has many times failed over and over and over again. And it's through the continual application of good habits, persistence, patience, and uh, surrounding yourself with good people that ultimately will lead you to making progress. Because one thing is for sure, the, the world is full of rarities, but failure is not 
one of them. So I hope that message resonates. Hope that message helps you today as we uh, as we wrap up this episode. And if you're finding you've got challenges right now, you're finding as if customers rejecting you, you might even find that customers are not responding to you for whatever reason. Hey, don't take it to heart. Don't take it personally. Just understand that it is an inevitable part of making progress towards the ultimate aim which is to achieve something great. So uh, with that said, if you're committed to taking your sales leadership to an exceptional level in 2023 and you're looking for a fast start towards that, and in fact, you'd like some help with your sales team and helping them get off to a fast start as well in 2023, love to have a conversation with you just to see whether I might be able to help you do just that. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom and have a conversation about that. Map out a plan figure out what's working for you right now, uh, perhaps what's not working, put a strategy together and we can start working on that strategy as early as January 2023. So very much look forward to that conversation. Once again, thank you for plugging into the podcast. And of course, I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.